you for listening to Yes Another Podcast. I'm Carlos. As always, you can email us at yesanotherpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on social media, on Twitter, Yes Another Pod, and on Instagram, Yes Another Podcast. Well, the day has come. Judgment Day. The series finale of the United States of America, a.k.a. Election Day. And if you can hear in the background, just sirens going off. So all hell is most likely breaking loose. And by the time you hear this episode, we may have a new president or we may still have Don 45 or all of um, civilization would have ended. And this will be the last episode ever made. So welcome. And as always, we have my man, Darius and Breaker in the room. What's going on, Darius? Yo, what's good, man? It's, uh, man, 2020 has been the longest year ever, and I swear this election day has been the longest day ever. <laughs> this is, this is, it's nerve-wracking, it's testing patience, it's, there's a lot going on. But, uh, you know, hopefully we come out on the other end better for it, hopefully. <laughs> Look here, my expectation is extremely low at this point. Uh, it's been very stressful, very very stressful. Like this is the entire process. Like I just want, I just want to be over and done with this. You know, it's like, you know, you know how you have like, you know, you got a, a cut and like you have a bandaid on it and like try to pull it off like slowly and the, it's painful. I'm just like, just rip that bandaid off, take the pain and let's move on. That's how I feel right now. Where can they follow you at, um, Darius? I can be followed at the underscore game eight three six. Follow me on Twitter, uh, Instagram, also streaming on YouTube and Twitch. Hey, Breaker. Yo, yo. Hey, what's going on? Ain't much, man. Just sitting here. Uh, got the TV on as we speak. Uh, watching these numbers come in. Have you uh, stocked up on toilet paper, milk, bread? Hoping to have to not do that. <laughs> I hope so, too, man. I really do. Like I said, uh, we are you know, recording this on election day, uh, undisclosed location. I'm not in my normal recording spot, but I'm somewhere in the district. Uh, and like, there are sirens in the background. So take that as you may. Hey, where can they follow you at? Uh, follow me on Instagram at breaker breaker one nine. So you're right there. You're, you're in the mix of it, uh, in the thick of it. By accident. It's not like I went down here for this. I was like, I was trying to like, you know, do something else. And I got like kind of stuck with the time, the time and how and the time schedule and all that stuff. So I'm here. Yes, I'm here. Far enough from downtown, but not far enough. Crazy enough, you know, you know, I'm working, uh, you know, from a full time, I work in D.C. I drove past the White House earlier today and they had like these gates that it, it was it was gated around the White House. And, you know, of course, like as you drove, you see the guys out there boarding up shops and uh, I, I I even had to participate in doing some, not boarding up, but there's like rocks and stuff that I had to like cover up with like tarps. The whole city, I think over the weekend, I was driving around, like especially around downtown, like 7th Street, anywhere near like, you know, down, anywhere, anywhere downtown, any type of big business, they, they were all boarded up. And so I guess people are just waiting for things to go sideways and, you know, um, and I guess civil unrest. It's really, it's really bizarre, man. Like I, 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 when I was downtown the other day for work, it, you know, I just, I mean, I saw just bit like basic businesses like CVS and Subway were boarded up. And at first I was thinking, oh, dang, they about to close the CVS down. <laughs> and then I had to, a day later, I'd put it together. It was like, oh, wait a minute. That's what's happening. So I don't know. It's really bizarre. It's kind of, 
it's a part of what's making this day even longer because we just don't know what's going to happen at the end. I mean, you hope everything's going to remain civil, but you just don't know. You really don't. Yeah, yeah, you, you really don't. Um, like, I, like, I'm not sure if y'all voted or not, but, like, I voted this morning. I was, like, out of early. Uh, my mom, my mom been on my case for, like, the last three weeks because they voted um, via mail, uh, mail-in. And, like, my mom, like, called me, like, last night around, like, 8 50. I was like already asleep. I, I went to bed early. She called me and like she was like, "Well, Carl, do you know where you need to? You know where you need to vote at tomorrow? Because you can't just go to like, like elementary schools near uh, our house, near her house, near my apartment that I know we normally go to. But because this year is a little bit different with COVID and like you know, this, I wasn't entirely sure. But I told my mom, don't worry about it. I'll I'll figure out where I need to. This morning I got around like maybe." 6.30, went out kind of searching for a school, <laughs> a voting uh, center. And so I went to my this, this elementary school that's around the corner from where I live, which I just mentioned, and nothing was going on over there. So I was like, all right, cool. I parked at like uh, a 7-Eleven, got me some coffee and a, a donut, and looked up like, you know, voting centers in like in Montgomery County, uh, which was actually really easy to um, find uh, like, through like, you know, I would vote dot, um, I think dot org. Just go by your, you know, just look up your uh, your state and then look up your county. And like, I found like the closest um voting center, which is like the high school around the corner from where I live. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went there this morning. I think the line was, the line wasn't I was out the door, but it was like wasn't that bad. It was manageable. Like I was in and out within like thirty minutes. So it was like it was it was really quick. You know, they give you the option of doing like you know the electronic mm-hmm. um, ballots or Order the right. Uh, yeah, the right end, the, the scan, the scantron ballot. Like, man, look, I haven't, I haven't done like a, a you know, a scantron, like, exam since like high school, you know. It just like felt like, oh, just give me, give me like you know the um, computer. Well, yeah, that's how I was. It's like uh, I told him, I said, well, the last few times that I vote, uh, I did a computer, just cap, you know, with the norm. Ain't no sense to changing it up now. I, I'll say uh, one thing that I found interesting was like because obviously. We're in the era of COVID, and obviously the social distancing. Everybody had to have a mask on. Um, but if you were going to use a computer, and I didn't, I didn't think about this. Like I should have some like gloves, like medical gloves on. But like they, the way they countered that was like they gave everybody a pencil, and so you use the, the eraser to like you know, uh, pushing your ballot on through like the the, the touch the screen, and so I thought it was actually. Fairly, um, it it worked. It worked out fairly well. Easy process. Um, obviously, in other states, in 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 certain, in certain like states and like counties, like there is voter suppression, and so I know for a fact that even as we speak, there are still people in line trying to vote. So you know, I'm you know, we just happen to be very uh, fortunate that we live in an area where you know, at least for me, you know, at least for me, I can't speak for anyone else. In the um, podcast, but um, it worked out. It worked out for us. Yeah, I've been to I've been to our local voting center twice. Um, our local voting center is the Showplace Arena in Upper Marlboro, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's nice and spacious, so not a lot of uh, not a lot of room to be crowded, thankfully. But uh, so I went to vote early yesterday for myself, of course, um, and it was it was smooth. I mean, basically, just like you guys said, walked right in. <laughs> basically walked right out it was it was a less than 10 minute process if if that really uh electronic voting was very quick and easy so uh thankful that it was 
a quick painless process. And then I took my sister to go vote today. Now she wasn't registered. So she had to register on site and oh, then vote. Sucked. Yeah. Yeah. We, we missed the deadline um, trying to get her registered to vote back in October. So, well, she had to register on site, which uh, actually didn't even take that long, really probably the whole process between her registering and her actually voting uh, a little less than 20 minutes, maybe. Uh, so it was, you know, again, quick, painless, easy process. Wasn't a lot of foot traffic there when we went this evening. It wasn't a lot of foot traffic when we went, when I went by myself yesterday. So it was good to, it's good to see that they have this process down. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, like the early voting, the being able to vote by mail, being able to vote by a Dropbox, all those options probably made this process easier because not everybody was coming in to into buildings to come actually physically vote as we chose to do. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's how I feel. Like I was, uh, that was like one of the things that would just constantly like plague in my mind was like, man, I do not want to be staying in a long line. But then I had thought it's like, well, everybody, a lot of people probably like the early voting or the melon or uh, like the, is that the same? Is one of those the same as the ballot? Uh, yeah, yeah. Cause you can either, you can either mail your ballot, you can either mail your ballot or you can drop it off in one of those boxes that they have throughout the cities. Right. So I was kind of like just using that in my favor as far as like, dude, I'm just going to do it on the day of, mm-hmm. and then hopefully I get there and there's no line and, uh, voila, that's exactly what it was. So it was, it was, it was lovely. Yeah. It was like in and out. It was a, a lot different than, than. Well, 2016, I remember, I definitely remember standing in line in 2016 for, it was at least close to an hour. It was somewhere close to an hour. And it was at this little cramped elementary school. (laughs) We're we're in the cafeteria with the line wrapped around the building. Of course, there's no social distancing then. So we're back to back with people. (laughs) 2020 was a lot different. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's a lot different. Uh, I also had to be in like a gym, high school gym, um, and like, you know, looped around to get to like, I guess, the cafeteria where the actual voting process took place. But no, I, you know, it's funny, you said like, your sister didn't uh, register, and I, I was thinking to myself, like, what happens if you wanted to vote but didn't uh, register? Was there an option for you to actually register at the voting site on election day? Yeah, so, just, so there's... Yeah, yeah, there's some states that don't allow you to do so. Like if you didn't pre-register at all, then you just you're just kind of SOL. Um but luckily Maryland is one of the one of the states that does allow on-site registration on the day of the election or you could have even done it on one of these early registration days even though the actual voter registration deadline uh was I think it was October 13th or October 14th it was somewhere around there we had just missed the deadline for her to get registered so thankfully they let her register on site and she was able to do her part her first time voting so I had a I had a uh, proud big brother moment <laughs> that's cool man that's awesome yeah, yeah I remember when I first voted I guess I, I uh this is like in the 04 election where like I think it was Bush and Kerry and I was so excited to be a part of the process uh even though I really didn't know a lot about the process and you know the policies and all that stuff, you know, I was like super young. But like as you know, time goes on, like you understand how um, everything is, like, you know, works. I made sure. So like, like when I was in line, right, I ran to my friend um, uh, who is a listener of this podcast. Uh, shout out to Dennis. Uh, what up, Dennis? Talk- 
you know, and, you know, we and him were like, you know, talking and like, you know, he was like, you know, just preparing for, you know, just making sure he's ready in case things go sideways. And I was like, you know, well, you know, I was like, all right. I don't think things are going to go sideways necessarily, but to be honest, you just don't know. Cause I watched a video yesterday where I guess like these, um, these supporters of Dom 45 was kind of like harassing a girl who had a Black Lives Matter, um, I'm not sure if it was a flag or, you know, over the weekend they were like following um, Biden's um, yeah. um, campaign campaign yeah. um, bus, which was kind of weird. I'm like, who does that? Kind you know? of weird. You're underselling that. <laughs> like, I, I'm definitely underselling it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was that, downright, you know, like you know, harassment and like, who does that for like a presidential candidate? Come on, what's the, what is what's going on here? But like, it's like uh, the similar group that may not have been at exact group, but they were harassing this um uh, this young lady and like they were in the parking lot and you know they were spewing all these hatred um uh, you know um slurs towards uh, towards her and then like I guess when the police actually showed up she was like don't let them leave because they you know they, they were harassing us and they sprayed somebody with like bear bear spray and the police literally were like ah oh, we're trying we just trying to work out this situation see what's going on here we heard of our disturbance but as they as the police was saying that they were those individuals who were harassing those young people. They were pulling off and leaving, and then it turned into like uh, I think I forget there was a part of some organization. I forget the name. It was like Blue something. I'm not sure, but a lot of the lady, the girl said, I know a lot of police officers as part of this organization. And like the cop she was saying that to, immediately said to her, "Well, I'm not on Facebook, so I wouldn't know." Well, no one said you. No one said you. You were off, you know. You have a Facebook, like you're telling on yourself, and like I, the video was so like infuriating to me that even like these people being harassed and like these cops basically kind of laughed and walked away. So there's a lot of that stuff going around. There's a lot of people who who want to play soldier or play police who got all like the body, um, you know, the body armor, all that nonsense, and like you know just waiting for their chance to shine. And so it's kind of dangerous, you know, one way or the other. It's like all right if. Your candidate, if you voted and your candidate don't win, that doesn't give you an excuse to start rioting. I don't care who wins, who wins or loses, to be honest. There's no good that can come out of, like, violence. And it's like, you know, we're really, you know, the country, the country is, like, freaking broken. So hopefully, after tonight, things can get back to somewhat. We can start healing and, like, try to move forward. Not going to be easy, but somehow we're going to have to do it. You you said something interesting there. Yeah the the way that people are so ride or die for don 45 as as you like to call them has this and, and i mean i'm i'm 32 so i've only been alive and aware enough to you know so few presidents at this point uh you know bush clinton obama Trump. That's basically all I know as far as presidents in my life. But have we ever seen people be so ride or die for a president like this? Is, not, is this is this is this new? Is this just something that only Don Forty Five can do to people, or were we just not aware when we were younger enough to realize how how hard people ride for this presidential candidate like that? I mean, you look at him. Or excuse me, I guess I shouldn't say Canada because he's the actual president. <laughs> you look at him, you look at him, and you look what he has done 
And with those rallies, those rallies, they, they, they get hyped up off the rallies. So this is that's just like, you know, he he's a he's a TV star. He's a TV star. So he has his fans and his fans get super excited. And this is what you see. He, he's not a he's not a president. So you, so you think it derives more from his celebrity status than his presidential status? That's, that's exactly okay. what. That's a fair assessment. That's if fair. That makes any sense. That's exactly what. I'm oh, it makes a lot of sense. It actually does make a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's just crazy. It's kind of in 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 very many ways. It's scary and disturbing. <laughs> How again, ride or die is the phrase that I'll use here. People are for him, but. Uh, I guess some some would call that being a patriot or patriotism. Um, did you see Little Pump hop on stage the other day with um, Don Forty Five, and Don Forty Five mistakenly called him Little Pimp because <laughs> he really didn't know who the guy was. Well, of course, but he was, but, but he like you know, but because he was like rolling with uh, uh, the president, he brought them all up there. It's like this past week between Little Pump who I only know one song from him. I only kind of like it. Uh, I think Get Like Me or something like that. I think Lil Wayne's on it. Speaking of Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne also this past week was like met with, um, you know, the president as well. And it's like, I don't know what people expect from like, you know, you know, we talked about, you know, IQ and like 50 last week. 50, 50 had to retract his statement because he would get a little bit too much heat. And like, you know, and but again, he's not going to vote. Just like Lil Wayne, as far as I know, Lil Wayne cannot vote. And so it's like, you know, it's all like this ploy and, like, you know, it's playing like the political game, you know, it's hoping people like, you know, you know, he's going to get the hip hop community to like vote for, for your candidate. I mean, it goes for like, you know, it goes for like, you know, Biden also. It's just like, it's like, all right, what's the deal? One way or the other. It doesn't, you know, a, a celebrity, a celebrity endorsing a, a, a candidate is not going to change my view on, who should I vote for? That's not going to be the deciding factor. So. Not, it's not going to change your view, but you can't yeah. say that about everybody, unfortunately. And, and that's what yeah, they, yeah. They, I mean, they hope to try to gain is the fact that they could use a rapper to try to influence. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Black vote. Absolutely. Now, I mean, you could yeah. you could say the same thing about Biden and his choice of Kamala Harris. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you could say the same fair. thing. That's a very fair assessment because I think from the get go it was like, well, Biden has to pick um, African American woman. And I'm like, he don't have to pick anybody he don't want, but you know he felt that was the best option. You know, or, like, I, prefer, I mean, personally, I prefer that not be the case. I prefer you, if you're gonna pick pick this person, pick them because you actually want them to be your running mate. You know, not because it's some like underlying, you know, you know, ploy. You know, so like. I don't know. We see this happen every year, especially with, when it comes to like you know the African American votes. It just it's exhausting. I'm tired of it. But uh, regardless of what um, who you voted for today, um, if you're in the United States, be careful and be safe. Hey, Darius, brother Los, you ever been on Facebook Marketplace? Hmm. I've I've not. I I know of it. It's one of those tabs, you know, when you log on to Facebook on your on your desktop, you you see the tab there, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's never never really struck my interest. Well, okay, how about you, Breaker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marketplace. I actually, when I, I go on Facebook, 
it pops up and I get to looking at stuff. And I mean, it has like awesome deals. So uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, but I haven't, I've, I've messaged somebody for stuff and I actually got uh, like feedback, but then I kind of like BS. So that was like all on me. So yeah. But what's up, man? All right. So look, check this out. So I was trying to get a, a, a couch, right? A sexual couch okay. uh, for my, my apartment. And so I was looking on, like, you know, the marketplace. I was looking at a couple of different places. I, like, I didn't really feel like spending a lot of money on one. But also, I'm kind of picky about stuff like that also because, like, I don't like, I always say, I always say this. I'm like, I don't want someone's history to be on a couch, a used couch, if you catch my drift, you know. And so I went on the marketplace to see what they had. Like, I was looking for like, a sectional. And I found one that was, like, for, like, 150 I was like, wow, this is a freaking deal. What's the catch? And so it was like 150, and like the seller uh, was in um, Alexandria, Virginia. And so, all right, cool. So I contacted the, um, the seller, and I was like, "Is this, like, you know, is the couch still available?" It was like a gray couch, and like the the, um, the description was like they had it for like about four months, but they're moving out of uh, state, and they they're not gonna bring be able to bring it with them, and so that was kind of why they're selling it because it looked brand new and so i was like all right cool this is like on a tuesday like on a thursday and so i was like all right bet i actually want to get it but i need to get um find me a, like a, a van or a truck that they like, transport it and i can't do it on that particular night because one i was busy and two it was pouring in the rain so i was like uh i'm definitely going to get it what time do what time would you want me to uh, like you know pick it up and so Asked her is like after six in the afternoon works, like after six p.m. And she was like that person was like, cool, that's perfect. And they were like, um, consider it a done deal, consider it a deal. And I was like, great, I'll confirm with you tomorrow about the details. And so Friday comes around, and I'm, I'm I had worked out something with my friend to get a truck to use their truck for that um, to transport it. And as a matter of fact, I think I mentioned, I think I asked you, Breaker, about, uh, I think, I, yeah, I did ask you, like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, borrow your yeah. uh, your truck or whatever. And so, yeah. and so anyway, because, you know, I'm just trying to avoid, you know, getting, like, in a U-Haul and doing all that stuff. But worst come to worst, I say, all right, I'll pick up a truck. Anyway, the next morning when I'm trying to contact uh, um, the seller again, because apparently, like, the, um, the sectional couch can break into different pieces. And he's for transport. So I was like, all right, how many pieces does it uh, break into? And like, I got saw like the seller was online. So they obviously are online, but it took a while for them to respond to me. And so I would think I was like doing something else. And, like, and I saw the reply where it was, it read like, hey, I'm sorry. Uh, I got a lot of traffic from that post last night and someone picked it up this morning. And I wanted to say, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but remember, they said deal. I agree. They, they they made a deal. Like great, that's fantastic. I, and I gave them my number, and they said, "Yeah, I'll shoot you my address tomorrow." All right, done deal. I say, "Hold it for me, cause I'm gonna get it." And then I turned around that morning, and they told me they sold it to someone else. Someone else picked it up that morning, and I was so like heated, I didn't know what to say, and I, so I just said. Okay, but that's not what I should have said. I should have said, I thought we agreed on 
um, me picking it up. So let me ask it's, you this: so, so is that considered? Is that considered uh, first come, first serve? <laughs> I, I, I guess I mean, so because yeah. because it's a so my buddy the dude who I was gonna uh, who asked to like borrow um, his uh, truck. He was like, you know, on a, on a marketplace, you can drive all the way down there, get there, and it would just have sold it to someone else. So it is a first come, first serve. But what irritated me was this person said we have a deal. And I said, all right, I'm going to arrange to get a, like a transportation to pick it up. And then like the next day you, you sell it to someone else. That irritated the hell out of me. But I, I didn't want to be mature about it. I didn't want to start you know, popping off at the mouth, especially on social media. Like I don't need to get put in like Facebook jail or whatever. I'm not sure if there is a Facebook jail. I know there's a Twitter jail, but I'm not sure if there's a Facebook jail. And I definitely don't want to come off as like, you know, harassing somebody over like a seller and all that stuff. But it irritated me that, you know, I'd rather that person be like, look here, I can't promise you anything. It's first come first serve. I'd rather that person say that to me than to say, oh, you got yourself a deal and, you know, I'll shoot you my information tomorrow. I'd rather, you know, am I wrong for feeling that way? Or, you know, is it like... <sighs> I don't know. It's, it's tough with those. Like my only experience with something similar was using the app. Um, I believe it's called let, let go. Yeah. That app. And it, it's kind of, it's kind of the same where I, you, you basically make an agreement, you know, verbally and you just have to go off of that person's verbal agreement. Like there's no, there's no money exchanged through the app that locks you into it, that agreement. Uh, it, it's, it's all verbal and you exchange money once you, once you meet the person. So yeah, you got a right to be upset, but I mean, at the same time, if there's no terms of service that says, Hey, if you agree to sell it to this person and then you sell it to another person, you can't use this no more. Then you just kind of got to deal with it. You got to suck it up. <laughs> you you got to understand when there's yeah. money off and there's the other person is like, coming with the money like right now yeah they're not going to turn that money away saying oh well i got somebody else that's going to come because let's say that you if let's say that you were the if you were the one to back out of the deal exactly no i i no, i get all that scenario you know i'm just being i'm just being bitter about it <laughs> I, re I really wanted that that um that couch too i just hated the fact that i, I just rather that person be like straight up I said, don't tell me it's a deal and I knew it was a verbal deal, so I knew there's a chance there's gonna be some BS behind it. And this person, I think they were like a real estate agent too. Like, you know, man, I was, if I find if I find your information, I'm gonna give you a bad review. <laughs> Don't let this person try to sell you a house. They're gonna they're not gonna keep their word. <laughs> but it's it just the principle of the thing where you're like, all right, I'm more upset with the fact that that person said, all right, I'll sell it to you. They picked the time. They said, you know, after 6 p.m. is perfect. That was their, you know, I asked them. They said that was perfect. All right, cool. If it wasn't good, then you would have told me that, you know. So, you know, that's how I feel about it. Now, that this is not going to discourage me from, like, you know, trying trying like again in the future. But it does, you know, I am now a little bit more hip to how, like, you know, things like that operate. Because my buddy said it. He's like, look here, there's no guarantee they're going to hold that hold that um that item for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I said, yeah, I know. But I'm going to go off of good faith that this person is going to be Stick to their word, and that didn't happen. So, I'm in, I'm in search for a couch. If anybody, uh, <laughs> if anyone knows a, a a good couch that's not not too expensive, uh, you know, hit me up. <laughs> hit us up in the DMs. 
That's funny. Like, just like, you know, I said all that to say this. There you go. Use use your platform. That's right. You know, that brother loaf on IG and Twitter, or hit us up on the Yabba account. Just for the podcast. Email us at yesanotherpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at yesanotherpod. Thank Konya. 20 years. I've been seeing this pop up all over the internet this past weekend. Outcast. Thank Konya's album. 20 so years anniversary. Really yeah, tell me about it. I've always been a fan of Outkast. Um, they've always, to me, been like, personally, they're one of my favorite hip hop groups of all time. Um, but that, I think that album, which a lot of people think, people who are not really hip to like the world of hip hop, a lot of people thought Sanconia was their first album. It's not. Not by long Whoa, history. definitely not their first album. Who, who, you know, it's like, who dares says <laughs> that that was their first album? People who fell in love with Hey Ya. And like we were introduced to like Speaker Box and the Love Below. Cause I remember during the Grammys when they won Album of the Year, which is like the only hip hop group to actually win Album of the Year. Andre went up there and said, uh, "Stankonia is not our first album. Do your his- learn your history." And I guess a lot of people thought Stankonia was their first album. No, it's not their first album. How not dare! How dare somebody forget Southern Playlist of Cal- <laughs> Southern Playlist <of> Cadillac <laughs> music? Yeah, That's ridiculous. Right? Really, it's like like. Yeah, like Outkast is a staple in uh in the South, man. It's it's so yeah, and uh, you know, certain playlistic Cadillac, you know, is that is like that is the like that is the vibe of Southern music. I know right now we live in an era where everything's trap music, but way back in the day, and like something that if you haven't been down south, you got a really good feel of like how the set, like the music, the instruments, and how like the melody of Southern rappers was portrayed back then. Like people in New, like you know when people think of like New York during like the nineties like and like how the beats sound and how they used to rhyme and their the their wordplay like you get you understood how things operated and how the music sounded in New York because New York is very fast paced in the South things are a lot slower and you know you know have time to think about stuff and like you know respond and I think Southern Playlistic really embody all of that but Stankonia. I think Stankonia was the album that really made Outkast mainstream at that point. Oh, for sure. I agree uh, with that. Bombs Over Bad Dad is something I've never, I mean, talk about an energetic song from like the get-go. Like, like you get shot out a rocket when that song comes on. And it's like the energy that comes with that song. It's like one of my favorite songs on that album. And the music video was just, just so cool and, you know, just, just incredible. They had like three solid hits on that album. Miss Jackson, um, you got So Fresh and So Clean. It was, it was a banger album, man. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, So Fresh and So Clean is like probably one of my favorite Outkast videos. It's, I mean, there were so many uh, stars in that video, and most of them live in Atlanta. It's like, you know, and this is right before Atlanta became, where it seemed like everybody wants to live in Atlanta and, and, and all that stuff. But like, it was so much, such a good vibe, and it was so like, just so funky with it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I loved, I loved that album. What's your guys, like, you know, what's your guys' um, view on Outkast? So when I think of Outkast and just how you guys were just saying, I mean, like they're like we're not not now, but I feel like they have been like underrated for a long time in the hip hop game. But when I think of them, because a lot of other artists and stuff from the south pay them you know have like big respect for outcast and it all goes back to the 95 source awards because you gotta remember i mean 
it was the East Coast, West Coast beef. And then coming up from the South, Outkast was making noise. And, and, and they was bringing that, 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 that Southern funk. And it was, uh, to, to me, I mean, yeah, you had, you had Southern artists. You know, you had uh, what was like the Gatto Boys, you know, like Scarface and stuff like that. Uh, but Outkast, to me, was like the birth of Southern rap. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Outkast, to me, is just as far as being, as far as entertainers and what they mean to the hip hop industry. Um, it's, even, even as even as solo artists, when they kind of kind of both did their individual things for a little bit, uh, it's clear that they're two of the most respected guys in the industry, and their body of work speaks for it. I mean, it's not a question that those dudes are two of the most important people in the hip hop industry over the last, uh, you know, during their 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 reign uh, from the night for between the nineties and the early two thousands. Um, and to this day, I'm pretty sure <laughs> if anybody ever put any slander on their names, they would catch a, a mean backslap <laughs> right to the face. <laughs> it would not be pretty. It would um, not be pretty at all. Because I know like a lot of people are, are when they think about Lantern now, it's like they think of like trap music and like, you know, future and all these other artists, but it's like, again, like the vibe, the vibe is it was different back in the early nineties and like, going into like the early 2000s like i think personally i think the south really took charge in atlanta in particular the early to mid 2000s you know because like i feel like with outcast outcast kind of opened the door for a lot of different artists um to like you know pave the way saying like look here i can tell my story and be from like down like down south i don't have to be in like like from new york or la to like you know get on the radio, I can be from like Georgia and like completely, you know, get the respect and like get my music out there, you know. So like for like Goody Mob, which was also with um, Outkast with the Dungeon Family, so they were all intertwined. Like you know, everybody think of um, CeeLo Green, but I know CeeLo Green from Goody Mob. It's like you know, <laughs> that's what that's when I see CeeLo Green, I'm like I think of Goody Mob and like Outkast, the Dungeon Family. That that that's all the same clique. But I think when like Ludacris and like you know Ti. Uh, and it hit the scene like it was like a lot of people coming out from Atlanta during that time period, and I, a lot of them have to like really pay the respect and for Outkast. Outkast really paid the way. I mean, Andre Three Stacks said at the Schwartz Awards, "Hey, the South got something to say," you know, um, <laughs> which was very that's still a classic. Let me tell you, if you ever go on YouTube and look up the '95 Schwartz Awards, when I, you talk about a very hostile time in hip-hop that was a hostile time because that was that award show was in new york city uh i think that's the same award show when um Shig knight went up there and was like hey if you want a producer who's in the background and not all up in the video dancing taking the shine away from the artist come to death row records i think that was a, i think that was the same award show correct me if i'm wrong but uh that that was wild even with the fact, like, would you guys agree that when Andre 3000 did, hey, yeah, uh, uh, that was like a change. That brought like a whole change in the game. Uh, I, I mean, did, like, 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 like the rock and roll feel that he brought with hip hop. I think Lil Wayne even paid homage to that. Mm-hmm. The fact that on that triple stacks made it 
acceptable for somebody to come in with that style and with the guitars and and do something like that. Mm-hmm. It's very it's easily top five greatest lyricists uh, in hip hop. Uh, but the thing is, when people think of like Outkast, people always think about Andre. But Big Boy ain't no slouch, man. Like people got Big Boy's a dog. It's like he's a dog lyrically. It's like I I hate when people try to like you know push aside Big Boy. Like no, Big Boy is as is equal to Andre. Let's not even get it twisted. Like you know, there's no there's no Outkast without Big Boy. All right, so. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sting Coney, if you haven't heard Sting Coney, go back and listen to it if you haven't heard Outkast, other albums. Like my favorite out, my favorite song, um, Outkast song, honestly, is The Art of Storytelling, which is off the Quimini album. Like, I love that song. I've always loved that song. And so, um, they are great storytellers. So if you haven't really messed with Outkast, I think Outkast, I, I heard a couple of songs or whatever. Go back. And and like listen to their album, listen to their older album. Treat your treat your ears to the greatness that is. Yes, absolutely. Darius, what can they follow you at? I can be followed at the underscore game eight three six on Twitter, on Instagram, and streaming on Twitch and YouTube. All right, Baker. Yo, you know how that goes down, man. You can uh, follow me on Instagram at breaker breaker one nine. You can follow me personally. On Twitter, that brother Los, and on Instagram, that brother Los. The podcast, yes, on the podcast can be find, can be found on IG and on Twitter at yes another pod. So wherever you are uh, in this country, <laughs> just be safe, relax, have a cold one, and um, hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be around to do another episode. <laughs> thanks for, <laughs> but thanks for listening. Until next time, we're out. <laughs> <laughs>